question for you guys okay yeah sonic the hedgehog movie it's it's firing up it's like sega right it's like this movie it's like a visual experience and then a, and then they do a, a sega movie original and there's a logo treatment right and you got this this grid of sega properties staring at your dumb yes face. yes you yes. do oh my god so michael the the single most exciting moment in this movie for me <laughs> was that when in the top left corner uh-huh you see things happening from valkyria uh-huh. chronicles one you sure and i do. was like oh my god i've been spoken to they know i'm here i like valkyria chronicles how'd they know michael is seen michael my warm-up and they had yakuza there too and that was kind of cool they did uh what it, pitch me your dream Sega movie? Hit me, Virtual Fighter, the movie. Honestly, Yakuza. Not Alex Kidd in Miracle World, the movie. I don't. I I don't know what are. Again, my mind. I think like when I think Sega, it's usually either Sonic the Hedgehog Sega. or Valkyria Chronicles. Vector Man. Maybe Yakuza. Okay, that's sad. some people think Vector Man. Sure. Billy Hatcher, mm-hmm. coming at yeah. you next mm. summer. Uh, I mean, if at these days, this day and age, I'm hoping. Uh huh. I think the dream is now that we get the Sonic Cinematic Universe, right? Sure, right. Sure. 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 And and in a bed to refresh things, they make start making genre films. You know, we follow the, oh the MCU. Oh my god. We follow the MCU path, and one of those genre films is film noir starring the Chaotix. Mm-hmm. Uh, not into uh, it. No. They're uh, not. No. Uh, no. They're not a detective agency. Yeah, 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 they are. They're the chaotic detective agency. In, Just imagine. It's not canonical. You've got, you've got Vector. He's in, a, okay. he's in the, uh, the parking garage. Okay. Vector's in the parking garage. He meets his contact. Everything's all dark. <laughs> he's all like, hello, Deep Throat. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Thanks for connecting Deep Throat to Sonic for me, Michael. Thanks for connecting those oh. dots. Mm. Well, you could probably Google that and find better connections. Okay. Okay. Hi, Christian. Hello. What What's your dream Sega pitch? Uh, Echo the Dolphin. Yeah. 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 Okay. What's the What's the elevator pitch on Echo the Dolphin the movie? Uh, give it to an art house filmmaker and okay. just see what they do with it. Ari Aster's Echo the Dolphin. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Okay. Can I change my answer? No. Robert okay. Eagers is Echo the Dolphin. <laughs> that sounds alright. Okay with both of these. Or who um, did Uncut Gems? Get those guys to <laughs> the art, the uh, the Safety Brothers. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Starring uh, Adam Sandler. No. Yeah. No. You, you say me. this, but you haven't seen Uncut Gems yet. It's true. It's true. Well, welcome, you guys, to the XP bar. Ooh, it's dusty in here. We haven't been in here in a while. <gasps> Can I change oh. my answer? Stop blowing up dust. I want to change my answer. <laughs> I assume that's what bartenders do when they get in and it's dusty as they go. Yep. <sighs> yep. yep. Right all over the, uh, the the counter there. Yeah. And right up into the uh, the drink section. You know. Right. right. And then they We're spit dusting, in We're dusting the up these tap heads, right? Yeah. Would you call me? Um, Bev is here. Say hello, Bev. 
So guys, video games. <laughs> what a world we live in. Holy I cow. My answer. Um I am coming off a high okay. of playing through all of Sonic 06. Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> Whew. So I'm not ready to talk about video games, but I think I know someone who is Bev. Bev, Bev are you okay? Uh oh. You guys talk is she about playing video with games. the 808s again? No, she's dead, Michael. Bev is dead. Dead. Who killed her? Video games. Okay, Christian, who... who Christian, Christian. Mm-hmm. The Witcher? Yep. I don't even understand. Explain what The Witcher is to me, a layman. Oh, uh, real quick. Christian, you, during the Sonic the Movie discussion, which is up now on the Sprocket, you uh, referred to layman as in people who don't know what Sonic is, I would love if we came up with a name, a muggle-esque name for people who don't (laughs) play Sonic the Hedgehog. Ringdings. Ringdings. You've had too much time to think about this. (laughs) Christian, you're ringding. What have you been playing The Witcher? Uh, Finished The Witcher 3, and it's two expansions, so I finally closed that chapter of my life. (laughs) beautiful was it a uh, good chapter you think yeah absolutely i'm glad i did it i'm glad when that day came when the witcher tv series came out and everyone was like hey that was i am enjoying the witcher tv show and i booted witcher 3 back up for the first time in a year and i got some good fuzzy memories and i was like oh i've never played the witcher 3 and they're like oh my gosh what's wrong with you Mm -hmm. i'm glad i went back and played through the full trilogy over the course of two months and oh. can say that I have caught up. How much game time do you think you logged on all three Witchers to finish the series? Uh, it's, according to Steam, somewhere in the realm of 180 hours. And that's counting the expansions? Yes. Okay. That's not so bad. Michael, that's like less than a Monster Hunter. Yeah, yeah. It sure is. Um, it's like 60 hours short of a Monster Hunter. Christian. Yep. Let's look at the entire Earth's population, right? Okay. How many people do you think have played all three Witcher games to completion? Hmm. Am I talking to the only one right now? No. Okay. Uh, the, out of the entire Earth population? That's yes. got to be like half a percent. <laughs> I don't think that's true. I don't think. How many people is half a percent of the world? Oh, population? that's a lot. That's probably millions. Yeah. Half a percent of what, seven billion? It's like... <laughs> no. it's like seventy people at least, and I think it's not that many people, <laughs> Especially Witcher One, know. you throw that in there? Yeah. I think that's very oh. few people. I don't know. I think you're underestimating people people's game habits there, Tucker. Just because you're a normal person who wouldn't play through all three ser- I'm sorry, t- uh, Christian. Wouldn't play through all three <laughs> Witcher games doesn't mean the rest of society isn't. Okay. But the thing you need to realize, right, is all the people who played through The Witcher 1 when it came out, as soon as The Witcher 2 came out and it wasn't garbage nightmare game, they were like, and then they went off and played System Shock 2 mods or something, you know? (laughs) Christian Christian has made his (laughs) own Venn diagram. image of The Witcher 1 audience. (laughs) Uh, Christian, I salute Uh, you. I, I respect everything you do. Thank you. Good experience. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. 
I'd say the Witcher 3 DLCs, the two expansions, uh, Hearts of Stone and Blood and Wine, kind of elevated my overall final opinion of Witcher 3. Because oh. uh, last time I talked about Witcher 3, I was kind of in a lull, and that lull lasts a good long while. Mm-hmm. That uh, main quest line is not paced well at all, and I feel like that's a main reason why the side quests get so much love and attention in The Witcher 3 is because those are the ones that actually have things going on and actually have a meaningful beginning, middle, and end that has a good flow and arc to it, whereas the main quest of Witcher 3 is a lot of... It starts out okay, and then it's a big old flat line for, like, 80 hours, and then it flips back up again. It pulls uh, Mass Effect 3 in a way... Or, I'm sorry, Mass Effect 2 Mm -hmm. in a way that I found very admirable. And I mean, in general, just like the CD Projekt Red design sensibilities, they know what their players want. When you're when you've got the expansions installed, the main menu tells you, okay, you've got these expansions installed, and on the quest log, it'll be like, okay, these side quests are related to this DLC, and these side quests are related to that one. And whenever you're about to hit a point of no return, it'll be like, hey, you'll probably want to create a manual save here, wow. just letting you know, giving you a heads up, and the the options menu is just like crazy. You can turn on and turn off pretty much everything, including the momentum-based movement system. Oof. It's kind of crazy making the amount of painstaking effort CD Projekt Red went through to put all these features in here to accommodate as many people as possible. Aww. How's that puppy running on your uh, very good computer you have? It runs very nicely. Okay. I had no problems. Uh, uh, ate up like... 15 extra gigabytes of hard drive space to have like ultra hd whatever texture mod so that it would look as good as possible so i could be the diametrically uh, opposed visual so so i could have that diametrically opposed visual experience when compared to the switch version oh you know, okay just crank okay. it all up because otherwise gonna... i could just be sitting on my couch and playing this <laughs> thought you were gonna throw witcher one under the bus there but uh you swerved i appreciate it uh Biggest question I have for you, Christian, having played all of the Witcher trilogy, right? How's the boning? Where's the best boning? And does the boning evolve over time? It's like cards Uh, in the first one, isn't it? It is, yes. Trading card boning? Okay. Yep. And because of that, it absolutely evolves over time. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Because, yeah, in Witcher 1, it's like, collect them all. Can you bone all the chicks? Creepy. You get a card for every one you bone. Creepy. And then, yeah. Okay. Very uncomfortable. So you like get a card for random wench in the inn, <laughs> and then you'll get card for main character Triss or whatever. Right. Salacious. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's just kind of like they threw it in there to get the M rating and to appeal to that crowd. Sure. I suppose. Who's like, oh my gosh, yes. That was kind of part of its reputation, to be honest, for me oh, as a small child it. in the day. It was like, what's this weird Polish porn game? I yep. said to my father, and then he explained it to me. But why? Amen. what happened in 2? In 2, cards go away. It's a little <laughs> more tasteful. It's good, a little more tasteful. Good, good. You got more tasteful nudity, okay. more tasteful moaning. Good. Uh, there's one set piece with Triss that's particularly, you know, well choreographed. <laughs> no, this isn't what I expected. <laughs> that's good, though. I'm glad to hear it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then Witcher 3 just kind of... Adds a little bit more spice to that to that um, competence okay. that they demonstrated in Witcher Two, okay. where 
these kind of intimate relationships <laughs> are extensions of actual relationships with these characters and human beings. Right. Right. Instead of just here's mammary glands and big yeah. on the screen and yeah, here's your trading card in case you want to look back at this character model later. Woo. Woo. Screenshot button getting some use playing the Witcher one. Mm hmm. Because like Witcher three is all sad. It's like sad boning, right? It's like <laughs> regretful. It is. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. I, that was my only question. Thank you. You're welcome. Hmm. How do you think? <laughs> yeah. Witcher. Com- Witcher the Witcher series compares to like. Like in my mind, it's in the same category of like Mass Effect and and Dragon Age. Hmm. And is that well? Is that a fair comparison? And how do you think it kind of compares to those? If it is a fair hmm. comparison, that's a good question. Uh, as someone who's never finished a Dragon Age game, but would like to fix much. that, oh. I can't comment so much on the Dragon Age uh, okay. comparison. I have played through Mass Effect One and Two, most of three. And I guess I don't know. It just feels like Witcher Three came out fairly recently which was after mass effect 3 was out and they just uh cd project helmed a trilogy so much more competently than i feel bioware did especially with that third entry because i mean witcher 3 isn't a phenomenal game and it isn't necessarily a beautiful culmination of all of the events that have happened beforehand even though there is a sequence in the witcher 3 that is basically that it's a hmm. beautiful culmination of all the choices I made in Witcher 1 and 2, and there's a wonderful attention to detail where I carried a save throughout Witcher 1 and 2, and I saw the ramifications of that. Hmm. But um, there's also just kind of like a general competence and a feeling that the series kind of evolved as it went along. Hmm. Hmm. Which Ma- you kind of do and don't get with Mass Effect. Mm. I can tell you you don't get that in uh, Dragon Age. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to hear what happens when you play through that one because uh, I actually have experience with that one. Anyway, so Witcher series, yes or no overall? Absolutely, yes. I mean, Witcher 2, I think, is phenomenal. And after playing the two Witcher 3 expansions, it kind of brought up my opinion of Witcher 3. Like I said, the main Mm -hmm. plot isn't isn't paced well and there's a good payoff but i mean if you're waiting 60 hours for this payoff it's only going to be so satisfying when it finally comes yeah uh but those two dlcs far better paced they're more isolated stories that flow better and they get into great themes they feel great and they're just great time beginning to end and Mm. so i that kind of put witcher 3 for me on the same echelon, if not a little better than Witcher 2 in my mind. Because if we're talking base games, I'd take Witcher 2 any day. But hmm. if we're talking DLCs, then things get a little more complicated. If if someone's not... Hmm. So you would say, me a ring ding, you would say play Witcher 2. If I don't plan on playing the DLC, would you say play Witcher 3? Hmm... That's a very good question. Am I just playing it for um, the DLC at that point? Yeah. Probably. Hmm. And that's 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 difficult to say, Tucker. I'm sorry. I mean <laughs> it's okay. Going through the entire trilogy felt good because Witcher yeah. One, I got that kind of atmosphere, and it's a great first entry into this world, this franchise. 
because it's just basically world building the video game. You get a bunch of different um, vignettes and you get to kind of see the magic and vernacular that this video game is dealing with and the themes that it's trafficking in. You get to be introduced to kind of its moral choice and how CD Projekt is handling that. And then Witcher 2 builds off of that. And then Witcher 3 builds off of that Ugh. in an interesting way. So okay. the characters largely, I mean, they, they develop over the course of the trilogy, but they're also informed by the books in a way that means that, I mean, you can only go so far back. Yeah. Just play Witcher 2. And if you yeah. like it, play Witcher 3. Uh, because an interesting thing about Witcher 3 also is that they introduce Yennefer, who's largely her character is absent from witcher one and two she is mentioned and referenced but she does not appear in either of those video games and her character is largely informed by the books Hmm. so in that sense the choice between uh whether you should stick with yennefer or stick with triss or pave your own path absent of either is apparently and I in an ideal world, CD Projekt would hope yeah. that you would understand that Geralt has an extensive past with Yennefer, right. despite the fact that she does not feature in the previous two games, okay. and you would use that past to inform your ultimate decision as to which one you would like to stick with. Hmm. But if you just played the first and second game, you'd be like, oh, Triss is the one I know, she's right. the one I trust, right. because she's the only character I've spent a significant amount of time with. <laughs> right. Whereas in the books, it's the exact opposite. That's interesting, huh? Hmm. Okay. But if you just play Witcher 3, you're like, okay, here's Yennefer, and you get introduced to her first. Yeah. So that makes it a little more interesting. And if memory serves, they do a pretty good job of establishing that these two characters know each other and have extensive... uh, They've been around each other a long time. Yes, sir. Okay. Okay, because of bathtubs and such. Um, (laughs) Bathtubs. There's a socket video out there somewhere. There is. Ooh, good, uh, good pull. Let's let's never mention that again. Hey, uh, what about this this uh, the Savage Planet you've been on? Yes, yes, yes. Because I finished Witcher three uh, on a Sunday, Sunday morning. I finished Blood and Wine, and I was like, it's time for me to give die. myself a little palate cleanser. Okay, and die because I've spent the last you know two <laughs> months in crawling through a trilogy of witcher games right so let's go for something a little more light and so i picked up my first 2020 release to an extent i guess i also own dreams because i bought the early access version of that and that has now since turned into a 2020 release Mm, so mm, you know because of a technicality (laughs) i guess dreams is the first 2020 release i had purchased but this journey to the savage planet (laughs) yeah Yep. is the first 2020 release that I have bought in 2020 and okay. have played through okay. in 2020. Because okay. I put down Witcher 3, picked up Savage Planet, finished it in like two sittings in one day. Wow. Okay. But that's that's normal for you, Christian, folks at home. I suppose. Christian, don't be like us, me and Michael. Yeah, I've got I've got a backlog to get through, you know. I, understand. I just got to understand. I got to experience the games I've never experienced. This is not Game Pass. 
correct? This is not Game Pass, okay. no. Okay. But I believe Microsoft may or may not have a hand in it. I think Microsoft okay. may have retroactively purchased the studio who worked on Journey to the Savage Planet. Oh, that sounds right. And sorry, you were playing on PC? Did you? PC, okay. that's correct. Gotcha. Okay. The question I have for you two is, have you, either of you, heard of Journey to the Savage Planet? No. Yes. But okay. it wasn't what I thought it was based on what you said. Yeah. That's I interesting. I thought it was like Slime Rancher or something. Ah, that's interesting. <laughs> yeah, that's fascinating. It's fascinating to me what people do and don't know about Journey to the Savage Planet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because I asked like a lunch table full of like seven other folks today. <laughs> Have you guys heard of Journey to the Savage Planet? They're like, No. Why do why do I care that you just played through that? Right. It doesn't matter. <laughs> That's kind of mean. I was thinking it myself, but I wouldn't say it to your face, Christian. Exactly. Okay. But it's fascinating because in my from my perspective, as someone who would look at every blip on last year's release calendar as <laughs> a potential review obligation. Right. I saw Journey to the Savage Planet as kind of the first, you know, quote unquote large release of twenty twenty. Okay. Okay. And is here it we are, available now on <laughs> Xbox One, PS4, and PC? Okay. How how much No Man's Sky do you mm. get out of this? Because this looks No Man's Sky-ish to me. Hmm. Incredibly little hmm. from okay. what I'm aware of. Okay. Am I am I wrong to even think that to even think in those terms? Like, oh, this looks a little like No Man's Sky because the clips I'm looking at look so much like No Man's Sky to me. Not it's incredibly like wrong. I mean, it's. Then. Yeah, it's got that kind of cartoony aesthetic, first person, you got a gun, you shoot things, and while you shoot things, resources come out of them. Hmm. Hmm. But the things you're shooting largely aren't rocks hmm. and are mostly enemies. <laughs> That's hmm. good. Are there rock enemies, Christian? Ooh, this is a good question. Mm. Um, there's enemies that wear rocks okay. as hats, and then you have to dispatch <laughs> with the hats before you can deal with the enemies. Okay. Are there enemies that are rocks? I'm going to have to go no on that one. Ouch. Uh, I'm going to have okay. to say no. No geodudes. Is this Borderlands with resource collecting? Mm, that is also a no. Okay. Okay. It's more of an exploration platforming <laughs> first-person Metroidvania okay. thing. Most of what you're doing is <laughs> yeah. jumping around okay, and running around and huh. smacking stuff and going places and solving environmental puzzles. Huh. And unlocking new equipment so you can go to the next area. You know, you unlock the grappling hook so you can go to that other area that you need to get to. Sure. So you can unlock the, the better gloves so that you can hold on to the bomb the bombs that you can pick up so right. that you can throw those at walls so you okay. can open up the walls to move on to the next area. The Dongo's Cavern, got it. Is this then, Christian, Metroid Prime? Pretty darn close. Okay, okay. Yes. Guys? Yes. Is Zelda Metroidvania with saves? It is, mm. dude. That's weird. Okay, anyway, back to <laughs> Journey to the Savage Planet. <laughs> I've thought about that before, Michael. You're not alone. How do you feel about the art style, Christian? It looks very specific. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed okay. the creature design, which was an interesting thing. So one of the first things you do is you hop off your spaceship. After Spaceship Lady tells you that you're here to fulfill a corporate role, 
and that so the plot is is that you you're sent off to this planet with only enough fuel to get there not enough to get back Hmm. and you're supposed to decide uh or research whether or not it's inhabitable by mankind because mankind is basically uh using up all of its earth's resources Hmm. so it's your job to scan and catalog all of the things on this planet to figure out whether or not it's inhabitable so you walk out of your spaceship. One of the first things you come across are these little bird things, and they're very cutesy, and they've got big eyes. And then you throw this goop at them, and they mm. eat the goop, and then they fart out resources that you pick up and turn into a gun. Say, the little bird things look adorable. Mm. They are. They're the little big old eyes. It's yeah. like little porgs, but cuter. They say banana. Wait, is this Pikmin? No. Okay. Not at all. <laughs> I'm gonna keep doing this though. Okay, that's so okay. You... It's a it's a first person exploration Metroidvania. <laughs> For the most part, you make the birds poop out stuff so you can get the gun, and then you use the gun to shoot weeds so that you can move on to the next area. Okay. And then you get to the next area, and then you collect. Uh, you don't. The focus isn't on collecting resources. You largely do that as you move along, okay. because there's a couple enemies that'll attack you. You kill them. They drop resources. You pick those up. You'll come okay. across a couple of rocks, and you'll just punch those as you go along to collect those resources. Mm-hmm. And then by the time you find the schematics to build a jet pack or a jump pack in order to double jump. Uh, you'll already have the requisite resources required. And then you'll be good. You can just keep moving along. And that's the nice thing about Journey to the Savage Planet is that it's it has resource collecting, but you don't have to stop and be like, okay, time to farm resources so that I can make this thing. Okay, It's largely just moving along. Okay, I have a jetpack now, and I can jump higher, and then boom, you get the grappling hook, and then it feels good having these previously inaccessible areas open up to you hmm. and allow for exploration so it's subnautica minecraft yes but it's not a survival game there's a beginning and an end (laughs) okay and there is more first person shooting involved okay 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 hmm Hmm. so i do do you recommend it yeah absolutely okay Okay. i think it was a phenomenal six to eight hour stopgap okay after playing, you know, 180 hours of RPGs. <laughs> yeah, is, do you think that played a part in how much you liked it? Is coming off of three Witcher games, perhaps? Uh, probably, yeah. Okay. Okay. But it's it's still a fun time. It's yeah. quippy. It's light on its feet. It okay. keeps moving. It's got fun little world and lore ramifications sprinkled in throughout. Hmm. Um, as you're going through, you're slamming these orange goo gooey balls into your face there's like these balls of orange goop and you pick them up and you slam them in your face okay and uh those are your health and stamina upgrades so it starts out like every one will upgrade your health and stamina and then like every four will upgrade your health and stamina Hmm. and uh the lore ramifications for these glowing orange balls of goop are that every one you take in turns your body more and more into cancerous tumors that are very hard so they make you more resilient but it also means you're probably not going to have a great time (laughs) when your journey's through jesus okay huh that got dark there at the end christian i don't know yes that's journey to the savage planet a nice shiny glossy veneer over a very dark and depressing message okay okay is it 
tonally closer to Borderlands or Outer Worlds, would you say? Mm. It's kind of like... Mm, it's kind of down the middle. It's okay. kind of down the middle. Okay. It's not the Borderlands throwing out poop and fart jokes right. where there is farting in Journey to Good. the Savage Planet. Good. The animals fart out resources. But the game isn't like, whoa, fart poop owner. <laughs> fart gun. <laughs> Yeah, okay. it's okay. not to that extent, but it's also not, um, it's not Outer Worlds levels of we're going to have you learn a lot about this character and this character's plight is going to be about the downfall of late stage capitalism and about what that means for this world of people and about how capitalism can be both a good and an evil. Sure. That's not what this is at all either. It's okay. just, hey, look at this goop. This goop tastes like whatever you want it to taste like. Mm. And it all feels good going down. We're the number fourth ranked company in the world. Mm. And we're proud of that fact. And so we're sending you to a planet to explore it without any return fuel because that costs money. Hmm. That sounds so somewhat Outer Worlds-ish. Yeah. Concept. But yeah. I suppose I it's you. a little more on the Outer Worlds spectrum. I get you. With uh, fart jokes. Quick question. What would your goop taste like, you guys? I'll go first. Mine would be the dust at the bottom of a Cool Ranch Doritos bag. Whoa. Just shove that in my face over and over. Mm. Tobacco. Mine would be potato chips, uh, original potato chips dipped in top the tater. I I don't understand what any of that sentence means. That's sour cream with chives. What'd you call it? Top the tater. Huh? Is that it's, wait? It's the only stuff I can find, Tucker. I was okay. raised on this stuff. Instead so... of breast milk, I was fed top the tater, <laughs> and I was taught to love it. I was taught to enjoy it. It's sour, creamy, chivy goodness. Oh, uh, I was made to feel like an idiot when I realized that most people don't just take tortilla chips and dip them in sour cream wow. and eat them, which I did basically what? every day growing up. Uh, this is me and salty potato chips and ketchup. Oh my god! How is that worse? No, <laughs> it just is, dude. I don't know. No, I it don't... isn't. It's like French fries, except mm. not as Ooh. warm. Hmm. Hmm. I've never heard ketchup referred to as a chip dip before. It's because you haven't lived. <laughs> Maybe I'll try it out. Maybe I'll try it out. Okay. Uh, is Top the Tater a brand? It's or a food. I, I'm not familiar. It's neither. I think it's like a okay. flavor. I think the okay. brand makes it. It's like if Doritos made a Doritos okay. flavor called Top the Tater. Oh, okay. And then you so put So there's that... some company that yeah. makes it. Some, I don't know, cream farm looking oh company. Oh, God. And they'll put chives and sour cream and make it taste different. Okay. It doesn't sound that weird, honestly. No, it's just that name threw me for a loop. I'm that's sorry. good. No, it's good. Okay. Um, we don't know what Michael's would be. What would Michael's goop be? Well, I don't know either. Oh. I would have to find out. An IPA. I would have to taste the goop to know. Oh, yeah. Michael. <laughs> a high hopped IPA. <laughs> mm. Just a giant glob mm. of bitter hop taste. Ooh. Uh, oh, yes, this gloop. I feel cultured. It feels locally sourced. Okay, Gwyneth Paltrow. Hey, Christian. Yep. Real quick, we do need to move on, but how is Grand Theft Auto V treating you? 
Oh, I got sucked into a Grand Theft Auto Online rabbit hole. I saw that. Courtesy oh of God. a work friend. Um, and apparently I'm not the only one because I've seen some uh, articles making the rounds that apparently this year or late last year, late 2019, was a record year for Grand Theft Auto and concurrent online players. Weird. So I guess I got sucked in with them. And it's weird mm. because it's been like, what, eight years since i've played grand theft auto online last because when i played grand theft auto online it was in its nascency and um i used like some kind of sell a car over and over exploit to get as much money as i wanted and then i bought like the fanciest apartment in the game and that was pretty much all there was to buy i filled my garage with the fanciest cars in the game and then that was it yeah and then returning to it this half a decade later, it's crazy because there's stuff to like buy everywhere. Yeah. There's like, they've added like five different building types. They've added heists. They've added like drug running. They've added cargo, like buying pieces of cargo and then shipping them across the map while trying not to get killed by other players. They've added all these heists that are completely new to me. I have not played a heist a- until like, a week ago in the online multiplayer and so this man has been my shepherd through grand theft auto online multiplayer scene as it exists in 2020 i have no experience with grand theft auto online is it fancy roblox because in my mind that's exactly (laughs) what it is you see that but less accessible (laughs) okay cool okay yeah, it's okay. very. I find it very hard to motivate myself to play through Grand Theft Auto Online without knowing that there's this social pressure of guy at work who will be like, "Hey, <laughs> did you do what I told you to do?" And I'll be like, hey, "No, because I didn't want to. I'll have to. Yeah. I'll have to power through it." Because when you're just by yourself, there's no real thing to grasp onto there's okay. nothing to really help guide you through what you should be doing and how you should be having fun okay. in grand theft auto online okay because you'll just get blopped into the open world and then like the game will kind of push you to do, to do missions but those aren't really the fun part if you want to do missions just play the single player instead <laughs> yeah. you're going to play missions where you have to invite three random people who might join your session if you're lucky, and then one of them is going to accidentally get spotted by someone, and then the mission is either going to instantly fail or turn into a crap show that leads to a game over, Mm. and then you have to restart all over, and Mm. this is bookended by 30-second-long loading screens because the loading Mm. screens in Grand Theft Auto are egregiously long. It can be a bit of a dumpster fire. It can be hard to figure out what you want to do, but when you've got a friend who's like, hey... Save $1.5 million, buy this building so that we can run the casino heist, so that we can mill it over and over again, so that we can get you $2 million in 15 minutes, every 15 minutes, then you're good. And I'm like, okay, that's a finite set of goals that I can work towards (laughs) and achieve. Yeah. And you have been my guiding light amid this fog that is Grand Theft Auto Online. Hmm. You're crowdsourcing fun. Yeah. Christian, I would never make you play a game you don't want to play. How kind of you, Mr. Socket. Yep. Uh, <laughs> Michael, any any Grand Theft Auto questions or thoughts? 
No, no, no. Okay. I've I've seen enough of the online to kind of know oh, what okay. Christian's talking about. You're in too deep? Okay. I've been in that room. I didn't go too deep. Okay. But I got my toesies wet. Mm. You keep trying to get out and they keep pulling you back in. <laughs> I just, yeah, yeah. I'm getting too old for this shit. <laughs> Michael. Hi. What's video games for you, my son? Come on my lap and tell me about the video games you've been playing. Hi, Daddy. Oh. Daddy, you're taking it too far, Michael. Yeah. Quash Bandicoot. Quash Bandicoot. The Waff of Court Kick. I used to play that. Son, ruffles hair. <laughs> oh, thanks, Dad. I have not played that game in years. Okay. And then a little while back, the Insane Trilogy went on sale. Okay. I picked it up, not knowing when I'd ever be able to play it, but knowing that I would want to sometime. And then I played it. <laughs> the system and, works. Yeah. How's it going? Well, I, mean, I Crash Bandicoot 2 is very, very good. Mm-hmm. Like, that game is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. 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 Like, I, I, it's mean. Yes. It's it a is meme. very mean. Yes. It's mean. Whoa. But oh. it's very, I don't know. I'm having a lot of fun with it. I'm worried that fun will go away once I start thinking in terms of like hundred percenting and getting all of the relics and stuff like that. But yeah, yeah. Until I get to that point, I'm just having fun with it. Yeah. It's like a little bit of nostalgia. It's like, oh, I remember this stuff. And the other side of that is like the, it's a fun platforming game, mostly. <laughs> mostly, yeah. Uh, do you think we as a society have gotten away from the style of game that Crash 2 is where the game isn't the game, the game is after the game type of thing? Mm-hmm. Let's take trophies out of the equation for a second, okay? Okay, okay. Okay. Like, the appeal of Crash 2 is all the crazy stuff outside of... Like, if you're just getting the crystals, you're not playing Crash 2 as far as I'm concerned, you know? Mm, I guess. Eh, I guess. Because you can get most of the crystals just running in a straight line, basically. Well, it's hard, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, it gets there towards like, the end. I but... feel like I feel like we're we're underselling how much of a challenge that can actually be towards okay. the end. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, but I can't think of a game that has come out where there has been so much emphasis on extra stuff on top, like after you beat the game type of stuff. Mm. Destiny. Mm. That's different, though. <laughs> Crash Two is the litter shooter of platformers. Oh. <laughs> okay, we'll change the subject. My slides glasses up, rim of nose. Ah, oh, yes, I play Crash Bandicoot Two. Oh my God, how's the uh, remaster treating you? The, the I'm, I'm having fun with it. I don't know how much. I don't. I don't think I like the new art style all too much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's uh it's not like distractingly bad in any way. It's just, it doesn't feel natural. Yeah. Uh, you mix that in with some of the newer animations. Yeah. And it just, it feels weird. Yeah. There are parts of it where it feels like this is what people who didn't make crash bandicoot think would be in crash bandicoot. (laughs) Okay. Hmm. Sure. You know, and I don't don't mean that to be insulting, but at the same time it feels out of place at times. Like certain animations crash does. Yeah certain expressions you're saying it does it's not canonical it doesn't feel canonical these moves it's like not out of the crash bible necessarily oh i don't know if i'd go that far it just feels out of it feels weird okay it just it feels like a remake 
to in me, all of the good and bad ways that come with that. Yeah, it just feels like Crash 2 made an Unreal Engine to me, which is not typically a thing I would say of a game I like. Yeah. So. Yeah, no, I think that's that's a very good way to put it. Yeah. They do an okay job. I really think 2 suffers the most as far as visuals go. Like, I think the mm-hmm. 1 remaster is like, mwah, mwah, mwah. But then you would I have suppose. to play Crash 1. Mm-hmm. I realized I'm not the biggest fan of Crash 1. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I, yeah. I, I like the I like this warp room setup that Crash 2 has. Yeah. Yeah. I like this setting. I like the places you go. I like a map, though. I like a good map in a game like that, like in Crash 1, where you just, like, you see the mm. little visual representation of the level before you go in. Mm. Ooh. You got a little board game effect. Yeah. I really like yeah. that, dude. Mm. But, Crash yeah. 2 is the only game of that remastered trilogy not to get new content added as part of the remaster. Uh, it got time trials. Ah, uh, uh, that's true. Content. But I mean like a new stage. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, were they, did they add new stages to Crash 3? They added one new stage completely newly developed by Vicarious Visions. Hmm. That actually uses all of the power-ups because that is one thing that none of the stages in original Crash <laughs> 3 do. Yeah. Huh. True. Isn't it, is it paid DLC though? Uh, no, I believe it's okay. free if you own a copy of the game. Okay. Isn't Which the... I don't think is the case, I'm sorry, Tucker, for Crash 1. Yeah. Where I think it was like the first week or like the first month. Sure. They came out with like the slippery climb or whatever Yeah. Um, stage for Crash 1 because that was the infamous stage where they had to cut it when they were first making Crash <laughs> 1 because it was too hard. That's awesome. They went ahead and put that stage into the remaster right at the end. And so hmm. you can play that if you have finished the main game. Hmm. And cool. I think that was free for like the first month. Sure. But I think you might have to pay like two or three bucks to get access to it now. Hmm. Hmm. Well, at least it's not like they're... Like, I don't know. It seems... I don't know. It's, it's a great funny. way to test your Crash 1 medal and Ooh. get a trophy at the end of it. Yeah. Ooh. Not required for the platinum, though, Michael. You going for this platinum? Crash two mm-hmm. platinum, Michael. I, I would like to go for it. I'm afraid, you know, I'm at the point where the levels are hard enough that I'm worried that it's just going to break me. Yeah. Uh, and then after you get through all of that, it's like, okay, now you got to do track mania. Yep. <gasps> yes, you do. Which can be good and or I, bad. I found. I, could be okay. Yeah. I don't know if I'm willing to put the time. That's in. that's where that's where the. The, the do I go for platinum question I think will be asked yes mm-hmm. yes there were when I was going for the crash one platinum there were nights when it would be like at the end of like two and a half hours I'd be like okay I beat that level and then there like <laughs> 20 something to go and I was mm-hmm. like oof that feels bad yeah felt good when I got it at the end though yeah yeah it's part of me wishes or the, the Crash Trilogy is in the pantheon of the very few games that I wish I could just platinum again all over Aww. again. Because Aww. I probably platinum through those three games in the matter of a few weeks after the launch of the remastered trilogy. And I'll boot up, you know, Crash 2 or 3, sometimes 1, play through a couple levels and be like, man, I wish I could just plat through these again. Because by the yeah. time I finish platinum, platting Crash 2 and 3... I was like, man, I'm kind of sad this is over. Aww. 
Oh. Oh. You could go play the PlayStation games. <gasps> see what that's all about. Yeah? I don't know. I really think they screwed up the physics in two. Interesting. In comparison, but uh maybe. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Some of it. Not not it's there... not like it's a dumpster fire, but it's not one to one. There's some weirdness, yeah. yeah. Like, your general hitboxes and stuff like that feel a little... A little off, maybe. Off. Yeah. 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 But uh, they did an okay job, I think, with that whole thing. Yeah, I feel like remaster could be a bad word, and I don't know if yeah. this, this, can, this, this really supports that argument, which I think is maybe all you could really ask of a remaster circa whatever year we're in now. <laughs> Michael. Hello. What game from your childhood that has not been remastered yet would you want to see a remaster of? <laughs> Croc. Um, Star Wars Episode One Racer. Ooh. Honestly. Ooh. Now that we've now that we've got Crash Team Racing and the Crash Bandicoots, it's like okay, we're we're narrowing that list and, <laughs> and, yeah. and marking things off. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. Episode One Racer. I had thought maybe Gex 3 would be the answer, but I Ooh. don't know now. Ooh, we're getting through it. I'm not very good at it, which isn't helping, I'm sure. Yeah. Do we want to talk? I want to talk Gex 3. Do Tucker, it. If that's okay. Do it. Okay. Well, I mean, I feel like you should be a big part of this since you're the one actually playing, <laughs> okay. and I'm just kind of looking over your shoulder, but... Uh, that game is just uh, the experience that I hate of this game felt huge to me as a kid. And then you go back to it, and then you realize it's a box. Mm-hmm. And I hate that. Do not meet your heroes. Do not <laughs> dig up the past. Leave your childhood alone is my message to you. Yeah. So. Episode one was fine. Don't go back. Yes. Don't find out. Yes. Um, That game is weird. It's a little rough around the edges. I It wouldn't be made in 2020. <laughs> no. <laughs> Um, I would hope not, no. Yeah. No Gex 3 remaster coming with the Baywatch lady talking to them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Boy. Um, yeah. <laughs> no references to what Full Metal Jacket and uh, I don't even know. I don't know. Yeah, it's not good references. I don't even know what all these references are. Like, just give me like Forrest Gump or something to move on, but it's always like some weird thing that no one would get. Um, there was like, what, what is the, the Shimizu, Shimazu, whatever, whatever. That was something. (laughs) It's like a happy day spin off. There's like the, there's the, I don't know. There were a bunch of weird shining ones in that Christmas level. Yeah. The Jack Skellington. I don't know. Yeah, it's weird. It's weird because they're it's not weird. going. He's not going for like obvious references. No, it's not like the people who play this would be like, oh, ha ha. It's, uh, I don't know. I the don't Terminator. Know. <laughs> He'll I, be back. I remember that scene from uh, <laughs> Star Wars, right? I guess so, Michael. Well, let's see. You write a better game, punk. Ooh, that's right. Oh, I feel called out. It's uh. It's very creative, though. I think that holds up all right. I think it like creates a nightmare version of television, and that's kind of cool. 
It is, but it's just like, I don't know, it's like cool, like murder, like uh, Knives Out <laughs> mansion, and then you go into like the bear head and stuff, and it's just, it's like unexpected and weird and creative. Mm. I like that. Yeah. There's like a vampire power. Yeah. That's yeah, cool. It's like 40 winks not... or something. Yeah. Sure. Sure. I like it. I don't know, but then you get to like the Christmas level, and it's just a bunch of elves like going here you go and then and then <laughs> yes. the, uh, there's pee in You're the right. snow and it's like what yeah. what does this mean Ooh, what does it mean it's someone teens yeah lake flaccid oh <laughs> oh yeah that's right the level is called lake flaccid i just feel like in terms of mario 64 ripoffs this is looking down upon Glover from on high or something. <laughs> you know? Like, this has... Uh, it's, like, a set of moves that make sense, and the level structure makes sense, and it's mm-hmm. creative, like, different levels each time. It's not, like, recycled. Yeah, for the most part. Yeah. It's hard. It's, hmm. Yeah, it's it like is. We haven't even hard. got to the hard ones yet. We're not even at <sighs> Roman level. I never even got there. I think pirate level was the farthest I ever got as a child. Uh, I think I topped out at anime level. Oh, there's an anime level, Michael! There is an anime level. We have to get there. There's okay. schoolgirls okay. and robots. Excuse me? Boing. <laughs> okay, that sounds That good. was his tail bouncing. <laughs> yes, thank you. What did you think it was? Lock and load, little lizard. That's what yeah. I say to you, Michael. Uh... Uh, it's tail time. Okay. I have a question. Ooh. Would you guys be at all interested in a Gex remake trilogy on the echelon of Crash or Spyro, despite the fact that Gex 1 is a 2D platformer a la Rayman, where everyone's like, ah, we don't don't remember that one. Yeah, yeah. I've heard that's actually the best one from... Ah, a lot of people say the same about Rayman. Ooh. I don't know, because Gex 3 seems like a nightmare. If, But for like, you Mm. know, for the past 10 years, in like Facebook and Discord chats alike, I've seen lots of, hey, Gex 3 is awesome, isn't it, guys? And a lot of, yes. Those people haven't played Gex 3. They don't know any better, because they (laughs) haven't played it in 10 years. Yeah, they are not speaking from a position of knowledge. There's some rose-tinted glasses there, (laughs) my friend, and I'm someone who actually liked Gex as a kid, and I'm still fascinated by this thing. No Pepper games. No Pepper games. It's different because, let me please give you an example, please. Mm -hmm. When I was a kid, and I stumbled upon the tank section... It was like the coolest thing in the world. It was like, this is <laughs> yeah. what video games are. I want to live this forever. I think we had that same conversation while playing tank level. <laughs> but you can't go back now and be like, oh, okay, I vaguely remember there's a really cool tank part and then stumble around the level trying to find it and then it's not that great at the end of it. Like, that's a bad experience. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. That's... Maybe if there's still like a bit of surprise to it, you know? Yeah, well, like you're we saying if they redid knowing it? Knowing the tank level's there. Okay. It's like, okay, we're doing army level. We're finding the tank. We're going to do okay. the tank thing. Okay. And we get to the tank thing, and then the tank thing isn't what we remember it, because all you Ooh. do is blow up a bunch of buildings. Right. You're saying they should Sonic Mania, the Gex series, remix it. Mm. It's everything you remembered. Mm-hmm. Ooh. 
anime style <laughs> opening. Do we do we turn down the uh, the Austin Powers because it's twenty twenty? No, no, they're making another one, I believe. Hmm. Do you do you get a still Shag Baywatch lady as a gecko? Shag, what the hell, Michael? Yeah, this is a baby, family baby. podcast. Randy, Jesus. Baby. Do you get a trading card at the end? Oh, uh, oh, oh callback, Michael. <gasps> Any other video games popping up in your life? No, that's about it. I think you and I did a bit with uh, Grand Turismo 4. That yeah. was kind of neat. <laughs> I like that game a lot. Seemed... Uh, it's kind of sleepy if you're trying to like have someone watch you play it. I don't think that's mm-hmm. maybe the best move. but Seems like a uh, completionist nightmare. Yeah, but I like that about it. It, mm-hmm. it, does not, uh, it is not catering to anyone except people who want to spend 500 hours getting every car. Mm. And I yeah. respect that a lot. Uh, if cool. if even that, I feel like it'd take even more than that. Yeah, you can. Uh, in one of them, you can do the twenty four hour races, which is crazy. People... Like the whole Amon? Yeah. Yep. Weird. Okay. <laughs> yep. This seems so. How many people do you think actually bought that game, sat down, and then did the whole twenty four hour race? I think the ratio is probably pretty good. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Like, not a big ratio, but I think it's what you would expect or better. I think it'd be better than people would normally expect, but... Yeah. Like, if Forza had that, I don't think as many people would do it. Because mm. Forza's for idiots, is what I'm saying, okay? <laughs> it's entry-level. <laughs> Freaking this Forza is training bros. wheels. Uh, I have this a is what you get button. with your learner's permit. <laughs> you need your real license and go play Gran Turismo. Put a line on the track so I know when to slow down. Yeah. Oh, have this little <laughs> rewind feature, and then floss. Could I be in a, a forward pick 'em up truck? <laughs> they say it. <laughs> uh, yeah. Grand that uh, was cool. <laughs> Gran Turismo appears to tap into the same kind of progression part of my brain that gets so Uh-oh. psyched about MLB The Show. Yeah. Where you start out with not a cent to your name. <laughs> well, yep. you'll get a chunk of change to start out with, but yeah. You got to earn your licenses, yep. and then you put in the legwork, you put in the time, you get the better and better licenses, you get access to better and better cars, mm-hmm. you get to upgrade the crap out of them, and then mm-hmm. races become trivial. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I like that. That's uh, part of my brain that started getting itched back when I was like six, seven years old and was playing Need for Speed Porsche Unleashed on the PC, nice. and nice. it still continues to this day. Hell yeah. I like to see that. What racing game did that the best for you that you've played? Oh, man. That's tough. That's very difficult for me to put my thumb on. Is it Crash Team Racing? Nitro Kart or whatever it's called? <laughs> Super Kart? <laughs> uh, sure. Okay. Very good. You get to play as the bear. Mm-hmm. That game has a ridiculously high <laughs> skill ceiling that I like a lot. Crash Team Racing? Crash Bandicoot Yes, racing? yes. Yeah. And I played it for the first time at Tucker's Place, <laughs> and I did not at all grasp was what was going experience. on until yeah. I played the remaster, and I think the did... remaster for that. That, I remember, I didn't even beat that game all together, but I remember playing that as a kid and just sp- spending an entire night 
on the last race against yeah. the green guy. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oxide. And it being like this crazy thing where it seems like it's almost unwinnable. Mm-hmm. But then you win it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, what? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It just it felt it felt weird. It's like it's it was weird having a racing game where you have to actually play it just right and have everything work perfectly. Yeah. And it seemed impossible, but then you still do it. Mm-hmm. That's the thing I like so much about Crash Team Racing is that that first time through, you're struggling. And then after you do all the time trials, get the Platinum Relics, and play through these races again that you know, like the back of your hand, you've got that muscle memory. You're freaking lapping these dudes on hard mode, whereas before, you couldn't even keep up with them. It's wonderful. It's a pretty good game, I guess. And that is not possible in Mario Kart. Hmm. At least in my experience. And that's why the world (laughs) record time on one of the Mario Kart 8 tracks is still in second place. Thanks, Rubber Band AI. That's crazy. That's awesome. That's some great trivia. Yep. I hate that. At least at one point in time, yeah. Yeah, one of the world record times on one of the Mario Kart 8 tracks was a second place. Oh, Nintendo. That's weird. For babies, they are. Uh, Christian, I would love to have you over again sometime and just watch you destroy me at Crash Team Racing now because you are the guru. <laughs> and I, I don't know about that, but if I did play it nowadays, I feel like I would be operating... If I played the PlayStation 1 original, yeah. I would be operating more on muscle memory than I would on visual sure. information because I had no idea what was second. happening <laughs> yeah. that whole time that we were playing on PlayStation 1. But uh, thanks yeah. to the playstation 4 i could actually digest right. what was appearing on the screen oh it's crash you said mm-hmm. and blinked your eyes okay okay yeah. can i talk about lollipop chainsaw real quick and then we can go <gasps> home available now on ps3 you cannot get the dlc uh skins unless you still buy the dlc oh i've heard people complain about this Okay, that makes sense. Uh, I'm playing it on the Xbox 360, so uh, I don't know what the situation is there. <clears throat> um, you guys know Bayonetta? Yeah. Yes. Okay. What if it was exactly like Bayonetta, except uh, it was like a campy horror movie Buffy the Vampire Slayer thing where you're a cheerleader with a chainsaw? Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How are we feeling about this? Which side of the Pacific is this made on? Uh, this was made in uh, uh, Glorious Japan. Okay, okay. Uh, by it's Clover Studios. I want to say is that Beautiful Whoa. Joe connection? Somewhere? Really? I think there's a the lineage here somewhere. Okami people? Sure. Hmm. It's definitely huh. that like Capcom vibe. Uh, it, I it's it's awesome. Not so tasteful upskirt chats. They yell at you if you do that. She says, don't do that. Yeah. Talking head on her waist. Yeah. Yeah. So her zombies, right? Right. Uh, You're going to San Romero High School. And uh, (laughs) yeah, your boyfriend. Okay. Who is just like jock supreme, just like, what's up, dude? And then he gets bit and he's like, oh, babe, I ruined your birthday. And she's like, no, no, it's okay. It's okay. And then she has an idea and then she revs her chance on it cuts. And then uh, he spends the rest of the game. It's just his head hanging from your like a little keychain. It's very cute. And he he's always talking to her. The dialogue's really good. Um, 
the dialogue always goes one step further than what they need to on any given subject, which I really appreciate. Like, uh, the first boss is this punk rocker guy, and then she's like, he looks like a My Chemical Romance wannabe, and then they just start talking about My Chemical Romance songs for just, like, just long enough where it feels cool, where it's like, huh, I didn't expect this. Um, I really am enjoying it. Uh -huh. hmm. I couldn't tell you why. <laughs> uh it's very kind of simple it's 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 what we've come to expect i think from this type of game where it's like do your xxy combo and then you collect money and then you go to the shop and then you buy new combos and such like it's it's bayonetta basically mm -hmm. at the end of the day like you collect lollipops like it's bayonetta like this is just bayonetta you guys <laughs> you say it's bayonetta but i recall at the time watching gameplay footage and uh feeling like it looked a lot slower and yeah. more like slightly more clunky and more methodical in the sense that you're just in this rectangular area yeah. and slowly moving over to zombies and then chainsawing them in half while you tap X. Yes. Bayonetta is probably a better game. Okay. Bayonetta is very fluid and it feels like when you're stylish, it's because of something you did. I guess I'd never felt stylish playing this game you're just kind of getting through them like you said so okay. uh there's some skill involved where it's like you can kind of work them into a stunned state and then if you can finish three or more you get a combo based on that and it does like a specific cutscene and you get more currency coming out of that oh dude mm. when you fill up your meter right and you do your super mode uh mickey starts playing <laughs> which i think is amazing uh, that's incredible the first main level is a school and there's a sleigh bell song playing like that like the, the the choices as far as some of the stuff goes is like crazy to me <laughs> in a way i really like i don't know your uh chainsaw has a phone in it and you can call your family on it uh you can buy outfits for your cheerleader lady oh. if you so choose i choose mm -hmm. okay I don't know. I just, uh, it's got a style to it and it's always mixing things up as far as that goes. And I don't mind the basic gameplay at all. So I'm cool to mash out combos to hear these people talk to each other and things happen. You know? Will we ever see a remaster? Probably not. Nope. I would be fine with no more remasters in okay. general. I don't know. Uh, I would rather see a remaster of, say,. What's the one with Taste My Big Boner? <laughs> you know it's like, Taste My Big Boner. Uh, shoot. Not a... It's that one. Luke knows. Yep, yep. <laughs> He's yelling it into his phone right now or something. Uh, yes. Yeah. Shadow something... of the Damned? Yes. Shadows of the Damned, maybe. Yes. I would like to see... And that is... I get all of these studios and stuff. Because, like, Bayonetta's Platinum. It was like, it's a completely mm -hmm. different thing. But was Platinum tied in at all to all those people leaving Capcom during, uh, like, the GameCube era? Maybe. Maybe. I think so, right? Because, like, Kamiya was beautiful Joe guy, but then I think he left mm -hmm. to start Platinum. So he could block people on Twitter. So he could block people on Twitter and make Dream. Kickstarters for games that they've already finished. And then... I don't know what Clover would be then. Ooh. 
just like X Capcom X where it just because Clover exists. I don't know. I'm lost in this whole thing. But Lollipop Chainsaw is pretty good. Would it ever get made today with its mm. risque sense of humor? It's not that risque, really. Okay. Upskirt jokes are still 2020 compatible. <laughs> I think uh, so. That's what society tells me. Ooh. Like, it's not... Like, there's boobs and stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. It's a video game, but it's not like uh, <laughs> it's not like hardcore pornography or anything. Okay. It's like, um, she's 18. <laughs> they established <laughs> early on, so... Um, so no, okay. they, I haven't seen any... The worst thing so far has been language, really. Just, like, people swearing. Like, it hasn't been... I It doesn't seem any more egregious than any other rated M game I've played, so... I had a question. Yeah. Kind of in that same vein, but different game, if we're yeah. okay with that question being yeah. asked. Hit me. Could Crash Bandicoot 2 oh be God. made in 2020? <gasps> By, like, out of the ether, like somebody came up with it, you mean? Yeah. Mm. Mm. I'm thinking like let's let's think rip the Ripper Roos in the room, the, the <laughs> Komodo twins. Okay. That's a um, tough one, dude. Maybe as a Kickstarter. Ooh. Wait, does Crash exist? Let's say mm. is the scenario here they made Crash Bandicoot one and then nothing happened and now it's like and we're making Crash Bandicoot two. <laughs> In 2020. I, hmm. I guess I wasn't thinking that far, but... Okay. We, we could... I need to know think if... That. I have a harder time believing Crash Bandicoot 1 could exist than 2, but... But does Crash exist in this framework we've created for this question? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. Known property. Is it then a nostalgia play that they're coming out with a new game? Hmm. Think in terms of ukulele, but they have the IP. Weird. I don't think it would be the Crash 2 we know and love. Yeah, I wouldn't think so either. Do you think it could exist? Do you think it would be allowed to exist? (laughs) That's a great question. Um, I don't think people would like it. Mm. No? Hmm. It would be like... Because... Nobody likes Crash 1 nowadays, so it would be like, we've made Croc again for you. Like, nobody would be into it. <laughs> there would be, a, like, a handful of people who'd be excited about Croc. Yeah, there would be a handful of people excited about Crash, I guess is what I'm saying, okay. in this scenario. I don't think, I think Crash 2 and Crash 3 are where he made his name in this industry, and I don't think it would, I don't think Crash 1. Okay. I don't think it hangs today as like a a touchstone of any type. Right? Socially, do you think you could get away with some of the things they do? <laughs> what does that mean? Ooh, give me examples. Uh, the vortex, vortex. Yeah, the Komodo twins. Uh, Ripper okay. Roo, okay. Uh, okay. The large guy in Crash One. Yeah. Uh, yep. yep. Uh, the, just the various settings where they're very culturally specific, but very much like, a, <laughs> uh, you know, like we watched Aladdin, so we made this uh-huh. Arabian Nights level. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. The Great Wall of China. Yeah, the Great Wall of China. Okay. I see what you're saying, Michael. Hmm. It's an interesting question. Um, I would, huh. 
it would be great if it wasn't that, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe. I don't know. Because it, it grates on me a little bit, not yeah. like in a dramatic way, but it's like, you know, this probably isn't okay. Right. Right. But, th- hmm, I don't know, man. It's hard because it's 20 years old, but mm-hmm. the, I think they get and away like with it. it's just cartoony enough. Yeah. There's enough but charm the to time. it. Or not. <laughs> I guess it's up to you. Mm-hmm. Um, Maybe as a cell phone game. Okay. Yeah. Ooh, Thanks. we'll find out. Thanks. What you are they doing? It's like a temple run kind of thing? You did this, Michael, by buying the Insane Trilogy. You Didn't you buy it? Yes. Didn't Christian buy it? Yes. I so did not get guilty. the special edition that came with the Crash Socks, though. <laughs> Oh, okay. Well, GameStop man asked me, and I said, no, thank you. Hey, we don't talk enough about Crash Bandicoot's feet. <laughs> you know? Uh, it's Sonic-esque. He's got the shoes. Sometimes he blows up, and there's only the shoes remaining. Mm-hmm. How I'd like to live in those shoes. Mm. Do you know they're probably just as sweaty? Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Huh. Huh, you've raised some questions in my brain that I'm not going to pose to the caster. <laughs> um, any closing thoughts, you guys, before we wrap this up? I said I wanted it to be done by 6, and it is exactly 6 o'clock. Michael, don't you Can you give you me a one-sentence summarization of Sonic 06? Okay, can I, Can we do this? Me and uh, Christian both go. Christian, please give me yours first. I would love to hear what your one-sentence of Sonic 06 is. Uh... Bad physics experiment. That's okay. Good. okay. That's good. Okay. Who? Sonic 06 is Phantom Menace without good parts. Mm. <laughs> that feels so mean. That's kind of what it is, though. Like a big, large-scale tech demo kind of thing with... Uh... Just like getting way too much into story that nobody cares about for no reason mm-hmm. with this established Sonic cast. Go- yeah. Sonic goes to the Senate? Yes. Ex- well... <laughs> the, the Knuckles Report dies in committee? The... <laughs> That's good. The... Uh... <laughs> the use of time travel in Sonic 06 <laughs> is just fascinating. Uh, but... Well, that's a story for another time, but yeah, Michael, you should play Sonic 06. I ain't, I ain't mad about the prospect. I think you should experience it. I want to. Okay. I feel like I've come this far. I've played Adventure One. I've played Adventure Two. Yeah. I've played Shadow. Yeah. I might as well just keep going down this rabbit yeah. hole. Um, it is not this like unbeatable nightmare the way I sometimes hear it described. Mm. Like you can get through it fine. There's a part or two, like the hallway. Mm. You'll know the hallway when you get there, Michael. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Um, okay. That was Sonic 06. Hey, the Sonic movie is in theaters. Go see it. It's great. The blue blur coming at you. <laughs> Sonic. Sonic is in your lap. Guys, thanks for coming in. Um, I got to go get Bev on ice. Starting a stink. Have a great time. All right.
Have fun planning the funeral. Let me know if you need help. Ooh, dark, Michael. Dark. Send us out dark. Zero dark 30 with Michael. Mm. Michael, why can't you ever say anything nice? I don't know. <laughs> okay. Goodbye. You had you could you just had to say one nice thing, Michael. Oh, Tucker, I like your sent your blazer. Christian, you've always been a good friend and partner. Well, my friends, it's time to close. We hope that you enjoyed the show. XP bar.